This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, the menstrual Krampus. Mr. Rogers turns the other cheek. Microwave plate palin. School bus got axed. Smooth like a dolphin. Scott and Brian discover what a snack is. Very unfortunate. Sneaking out of the White House to hit some big bad cocaine parties. Lower lip urinal cake. Morgan Freeman lands on the back of my throat smelling from the side therapy thursday and more on this episode of the morning stream yeah i'm just sitting in my chair now just got to eat me some weenies for dinner and all that good stuff now it's gonna get pretty time for me to go to bed here in a little bit goodbye baby what if it was out the butt like a ponytail Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. This is The Morning Stream. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to The Morning Stream. It's TMS for December 12, 2019. I'm Scott. He's Brian. Hi, Brian. Good morning. Hi, Scott. Good morning to you. Happy <clears throat> Thursday to you. We're on the, we're on the, on the downward slope of mm-hmm. the week. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they say, but <clears throat> normally Thursdays are a little uh, less crazy for me, but not today. As soon as this ends, I'm being interviewed by a local podcaster who uh, wanted to sit down with Kim and I and talk about balancing family with professional life. Mm-hmm. And so that'll nice. be fun. Nice. And yeah. then uh, after that... How do you do it? <clears throat> and then I have a ton of art to do today. And then I got t- uh, Current Geek tonight. Oh, you can hear my voice going weird, right? Can you hear I that? I can. I can. Oh, no, Scott. <laughs> well, I'm getting it's, it's, it. You're going to be doing a lot of talking today, too, between uh, you and Tom and uh, this local podcaster. And Yep. It's not good. It's not good. Oh, and I'm doing a boop today because we had to put that off last uh, Monday because Dunaway had a thing. Right. So right. it's right. just a big, a big handful of chicken bungs going on here. <laughs> uh, but we're happy to be here. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Good sure. to see everybody in the live chat. We don't mention them. and uh, Well, we do mention them a lot, but we don't usually thank them publicly. So thanks for being here, chat room. We like you guys. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's uh, listen, we know that there's a lot of you who listen to the podcast once it's released mm-hmm. as a podcast. Um, and we never want to discount you guys, but having the chat room here and as a, as a, and as a immediate, an immediate soundboard to the crap that we say. Yeah. Is a big, is a big bonus. Tip of the spear, these guys. Right. That's what they are. Yes. Yes. Uh, and also, uh, what else are you going to do in the morning? I mean, really? Just sitting around, got nothing to yeah, do. Come on. Exactly. What are you going to do? Watch, watch Kathy Lee and Hoda? Yeah. I guess it's uh, it's uh, Bush daughter and Jenna. Jenna Bush and Hoda. I didn't know that. Is that true? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Kathy Lee left the fourth hour, the, the all alcohol hour of the Today Show to go do something else. I don't know what. And, uh, um, Jenna Bush Hager, I guess that's her full name. Jenna Bush uh, Hager? No, Jenna Bush Hager. Okay. I was hoping <laughs> it was Hagar. Sammy Hager? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wouldn't that be great if if if, uh, if W's son-in-law was Sammy Hager? Yeah, no. Was she the one that partied hard during the uh, Bush presidency? I thought it was both of the Bush daughters that partied hard. Oh, I thought okay. it was both Jenna and... That could be. Ooh, what was what was her sister's name? Uh, f- uh like Fendry. I don't know. 
And Fendry, yes. I don't remember her name. It was uh, Jenna and <laughs> Sansa. Sansa. Sure. Bush. Okay, Sansa Bush. Ah, <laughs> uh, one day she'll be a princess. Laura Bush? No, Laura was the mom. Laura's mom. I like Luke Sight Luke Sightwalker just gives us the name Jenna that we've been saying. No, it's Jenna's sister. Yeah, we're talking, we're talking about, about the sister, Bar not Barbara. That's right. No, but uh, <laughs> unless they named her Barbara, did they? That's what I'm thinking. Was it Jenna and Barbara? Oh, maybe. Maybe they named her after her mom. His mom. I don't know. Maybe. Now, yeah. does she also look like the Quaker Oats man or just, just, uh, just the mom? <laughs> no, it's just Barbara. Lucy, Harry, Burning Bush. Yeah, you guys no. are no use today. Nobody knows the real name here. Oh, well. Um, Bobby Bush. It is Barbara. It is Barbara. Yes, Bur Barbara and uh, Jenna Bush Hager. Okay. Yeah, and they were party animals, right? They were. They were a little bit, uh, you know, sneaking out of the, uh, the, uh, the White House to go and it's some big mad cocaine parties from what I hear. Yeah, from the rumors <laughs> I've sure heard. I'm sure that's 100% correct. Yeah, no no libel there. Uh, anyway, yeah, their dad was like that too in college, so uh, why not? Yeah, right. uh, exactly. Daughters like father, I guess. They never had any sons though, right? <laughs> he didn't have any boys? No boys, right? No boys. No okay. Bush boys. That's too bad. No, just the two daughters as far as I know. I don't think they had any other kids at all. It's uh, a, a little brother might have calmed them all down because they would have had to take care of him. You know what I mean? Probably, like, yep. yeah. Sure. I'm not sure that's happening for Baron Go home Bush. and take care for of little Baron. George the Third. Yeah. Little <laughs> George three. George Junior two. <laughs> George Junior Junior. That's what they call him. Anyway, uh so uh hey, I uh, we got an email, we got a follow up I gotta talk about here about the sure. the movie theater problem we're all having uh yeah. discussion lately we're having. We, you know, this is an ongoing discussion because Brian's been having trouble with people in theaters for years. Uh Nothing new for Brian. Edith. Nothing new, and you know, at, at this point, it's it's comical. It's uh, it's a rare occasion that I have an uninterrupted movie experience these days. Correct. So correct. I, I've gone to expect it, and when I don't get it, it's a nice surprise. We're going to the movies tonight too. Oh, very nice. Where do you, do you want to? Yes. You don't want to leak what you're seeing, or is that a Monday morning? Uh... I will. I, um, it could be a Friday afternoon. A Friday afternoon. Um, oh, a PM review. review. So sure. a faffer. Mm -hmm. A faffer. A faffer. Offer. Instead of a murmur, murmurfer, murmurfer. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, I will tell you that it is a. Uh, it's a film. That's all I'll tell you right there. It's a film. Okay, it's a. Fi it's a watch film. the films. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a movie. No, I'll say it. I'll say it. We're gonna go see um, Parasite, which is the Korean film that oh. is getting so much buzz about it. Not only being a lock for the best foreign film in the, at the uh, at the upcoming Oscars, but also probably a best picture nomination at least at least yeah yeah i love boong chuck ho or whatever his name is the director yeah he's yeah. great and uh yeah you're so gonna... much reading though yeah oh my lots God. of reading it's going to be a ton of reading so enjoy that because there's a lot of dialogue in it this is not an action <laughs> film as far as i know. wonder if we could get it all just dubbed by sam elliott oh that'd be great Are you come kidding? on up to the house okay <laughs> i will go to the house <laughs> why why does your Sam Elliott sound like uh, Morgan Freeman? That's what I want to know. That's no, my, my Morgan Freeman is a lot more niggle. <laughs> and a lot of it lands in the back of my throat. There you go. I like it. The male yes. penguin keeps an egg under his couch. <laughs> anyway, I'd like so... to tell you that the male penguin survived that. <laughs> I'd like to tell I'd you I'd like that. to tell you, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> These penguins walk a mile over ice and shit and come out cold on the other yeah, side. Yeah, that's the thing I got from that documentary is everyone comes out cold on every side. 
That's all yes, you do. Yes, exactly. Uh, so anyway, we got this email. This is from Troy Thorson, who's uh, been okay. emailing a lot of shows lately. I just read something from him for another one the other day. But anyway, he says this. I don't think they will ever allow people to move, uh, view movies at home on the day of theatrical releases because as soon as you allow someone to have a digital copy or a stream of those movies in their home, they'll be able to copy them or rip them and find some way to reproduce them for pirating. Well, that's already true, though. Of, yeah, of that's Net- happening. Netflix that's happening and, even without. Yeah, yeah. Netflix, Hulu doesn't matter. Those things, that stuff gets pirated day and date too. So I don't, I don't, I don't know why that would stop them. But anyway, no, as but, of, oh yeah, go ahead. What are we gonna say? Go ahead. Nope, I'll, I'll wait. I will, I will, uh, I will allow him to finish, and then I will re- give my response at the end. Nice rebuttal coming, everybody. Can't wait. Yes. Here we go. As of now, usually the only way people, uh, or for people to see a high quality version of a pirated movie is to wait until the release or sale in digital format, unless someone has a screener, then they copy those. Anyway, otherwise they have to deal with the crappy in-person recordings did in theaters uh, with their phones. People love uh, love the shows. Uh, please play I Don't Like Bees. Do I have that? I don't like bees. I don't like bees. I don't watch the news. I know, that's all I can think of. Is I don't watch the news Let's and see. I don't like bees. <laughs> I don't remember this. I don't like bees. I oh, I do like have it. Bees. I have one here. I don't like bees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? What That's, is that from? Uh, what's his name in Ann Arbor? Um, he called in, left a message once, and I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Oh. Kevin. It's Kevin. Kevin, Kevin from Ann right, Arbor. Right, right, right. Okay. I don't like bees. He doesn't call in enough. The guy's funny. He, makes he really doesn't. And uh, for whatever reason, it makes me think of Butney's passport, which we talked about <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Look, we... In my heart, I talk about Bhutanese passport every day. Um, anyway, so, uh, and then he says, P.S., yes, uh, you can say my name. Say say it like uh, Lion-O summoning the Thundercats. Troy <laughs> Thorson! <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, ooh, that, that one. See, I think I got to throw yeah, it Yeah, yeah, you got something <clears throat> going something, there as well. A little something. Um, no, you know, the way to do it, I think the way to do it is like, uh, the way they did the way they did Marriage Story, where it gets released to theaters, and then like a month later, it becomes available for digital purchase, rent, and streaming. Right? Like, I gotcha. Like, yeah. Instead of making the gap so long, make it while there's still a lot of attention and excitement about the film, and not when, oh yeah, I forgot about that movie that came out six months ago. Oh, that's streaming now. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll try and get to it. But yeah. now it's like, oh no, I really want to see like a Parasite. Which came out two months ago. If it was available now for rent, uh-huh. yeah, we'd stay home. We'd watch that one at home for yeah. sure. I mean, the way, also, this is the other way to look at it. His concern about piracy isn't unfounded. Yes, people are going to pirate oh, stuff. Oh, for sure. And they're going to do it regardless. They're yeah. going to do it no matter what. But here's what we've learned, and we have to take what we've learned. This used to be the line that all the music companies would use and say, well, we can't, we can't let uh, Apple or anybody else sell our music because, you know, we're, people will just pirate it and then we're screwed. Turns out the convenience and ease of buying music and now getting streaming services and getting content in general, mm-hmm. the easier and more convenient you make a paid service, the more likely it is you're going to get the lion's share of it. And that's turned out to be true. So, yes, there's yeah. a ton of copies of Game of Thrones out there every time there was a new episode that would come out. It was the most pirated thing in, in years. But that was just a reflection of the enormous success of their uh, subscription services across both cable and streaming. So I'm telling you right now, the way you do this is not to be afraid of piracy. Piracy happens whether you like it or not. There's already copies of Jojo Rabbit around or um, 
What's the one that the, they just came out that you should have been in? Um, <laughs> Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep is already a yeah. thing that's available on a, a billion Plex servers. Why? Because mm -hmm. someone got a hold of a screener and copied it. This stuff already happens. And yes, mm -hmm. you're going to have a segment of people that do. But I'm telling you, there are more people that would go, oh, for five bucks, I can watch, or, you know, whatever the price is. Uh, I can watch uh, Doctor Sleep, and it's only been out two weeks, and now it's available here. Totally. I'll do it here. And, and people will do it. It's not going to have uh, Korean subtitles or, you know, have a, a guy walking across every two minutes to go to the bathroom and get popcorn or something. Right. Piracy fears, yeah. are, pi piracy fears are real, and it's not like that's not lost money. It is. But mm -hmm. it's not as pervasive as people think and do making an actually good quality service will net you more money than, than will than, you know, you can negate the, the losses. That's just been proven out over the last like 10 years. Sure. It's worked sure. out for everybody. So, so I wouldn't worry about that uh, so much, but um, Brian's idea is good too. In fact, I would, if I were, if I were to guess what will probably start to happen is something closer to what you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like let it a, let it be in theaters for a month to capture the the people who just can't wait for it to be available for buy rent or stream. Right, and um and and but but still short enough time that it ca uh, capitalizes on the excitement over the film. Right, because like I said, I, you know th stuff comes out and then I really want to see it in theaters. I don't see it in theaters and I totally forget about it when it finally comes to something streaming because oh, the excitement for it's long gone. Yeah. I still haven't seen that Magnificent Seven remake because I was really excited to see it in theaters. Didn't see it in theaters. Came to streaming. Eh, I right, catch it sometime. Yeah, you kind of just put it off. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. uh, if, I like that But if that it was movie. available a month later for five ninety nine at home, oh yeah, for sure. Do I enjoyed that remake, actually. I know a lot of people think it was a little too by the numbers, but I enjoyed it. It was good. Listen, it's got Chris Pratt. Come on. Yeah, he's all right. Can anything... Can anything be bad with Chris Pratt in it? Well, yeah, I guess so. That damn movie with uh, Jennifer Lawrence where uh, he uh, pulls her out of a mm -hmm. a life pod before yeah. she was going to reach a planet and basically yeah. condemns her to death on that spaceship with him. That wasn't that wasn't great. Uh, he also yeah, Passengers was it? And then that second uh, that second Jurassic World movie was pretty bad. That was not oh, a, yeah. not a good movie. Uh, he's sure. he's not infallible, but uh, actually the people that really I really liked that movie. Were not him. It was like uh, um, oh, I forgot his name. Forgot his name. Wait, people who are in that Passengers movie? No, or in... no, no, no. In the in the in the in the uh, Magnificent Seven remake. Oh, oh, oh. And now I can't think What's of who. Jamie Foxx. Uh... No, you get your black actors mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> it was Denzel Washington was in there. Denzel Washington. Why do uh, I feel like? Uh... Oh, yeah, Ethan Hawke was very good in it. That's who it was. Ethan Vincent D'Onofrio was amazing in it. Byung uh, Bai Hung Lee, who's a, a Korean actor, was amazing. He played Billy Rocks. He was awesome in there. Yeah. Uh, Peter Sarsgaard was the bad guy. He was fantastic as that as that dude. It was I liked it. It was a, just a crowd pleasing good time. You know, cool. it's not they didn't do anything new. They didn't rewrite the script. It's all. Kind of exactly what you think it is. Modern make of uh, remake of the Magnificent Seven, but I enjoyed cool. it. And Antoine Fuqua awesome. makes cool movies. All right, okay. Uh, true, true dat. Yeah, true. As the hey, that's what the kids say. They say true, true dat. <laughs> they say true dat. So tell me about. Uh, so I had my little uh, company Christmas party and mm -hmm. indulged on some delicious uh, sea bass yeah. uh, over garbanzo beans. Mm -hmm. Uh, went to a Mediterranean place is why we had that. But uh, but tell me about your your night. What did well, you do last night? Well, listen to this. 
So Kim has a group of kids. They're probably, I think they're 10, 11, all girls. They come over to the house and they make like crafts and do stuff on a weekly basis. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so Kim's, Kim's, you know, knows these kids really well and they're all going to be moving on soon. And so she, Oh uh, no. Well, I mean, moving on is in, I don't mean like they're not going to die. They're not going to move. Oh, okay. Okay. They're, they're moving on. They're getting older. They're going to not be in the thing anymore. So, What's wrong with these poor children? <laughs> they're moving on soon. It's all moving on. Let's bow our heads now and sad tribute. Anyway, so they're over here and Kim had a big Christmassy thing planned for him, which meant decorating cookies and they were going to like do uh, crafts and make little ornaments and just yeah. kind of go nuts with all that stuff you do around Christmas. So they're all doing that, and I go upstairs, and the food on uh, on uh, available are things like carrot sticks. No problem, I can eat those. Uh, uh, some some a, a moderate potato chip selection. I can have a little of that, so no problem there. Uh, a couple other things here and there. <laughs> a moderate, like how many different kinds of potato chips were? There were. were I don't want to say there were display. five different bags, five five different types. So there was like. Um, Salt wow. and vinegar, some sort of barbecue thing. Uh, one of them was Sorry, a bag of Cheetos. Sour cream and onion option? <laughs> there was, actually. Yes. <laughs> there totally was. I just love the fact that there's like not just a bowl of potato chips, but five different flavored <laughs> bowls of potato chips. It was quite a bit because she had, I don't know, it was like 13 girls or something. Um, okay. And then uh, they, they decorated these cookies. Now, here's here's where things got real gnarly for me. Sure. And I am happy to say that I... I completely held my ground, but they had, there was a chocolate cookie uh-huh. covered in chocolate frosting. Kimchi. No, oh, okay. no kimchi. Chocolate <laughs> frosting, and then on top of that, chocolate, big chunky chocolate chips on top of that. That, that used to be, and still kind of is, my... Uh, what's the thing someone's super attracted to? Um, Your weakness. Your... Um... Dang, dude! Your Achilles heel. Sure. My um, my go-to for desserts. Your kryptonite. Yes, my kryptonite. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But also, those negative things work because they're bad for me now, right? Like I'm paying for it now. But back in the day, if I was at a restaurant, they said, "Oh, here's the dessert menu." I would my eyeballs would go, and it would land right on triple chocolate cake thing or whatever. It was always whatever the most chocolatey thing you have is, I'll eat it. And this is what one of those was, and it was big. And a year ago, I would have kifed it and horked it down like a maniac. And I was so <laughs> close, Brian, so close. I actually, the Very first much. time since I gave up sugar, first time actual temptation entered my my head. And I looked at that thing and said, oh, what if I, like, kind of like that Bert and Ernie sketch where, he, where Ernie right, just eats a corner right. of the cookie. What if I just broke off a little piece of that? Name? Yes. Oh, now it's uneven. Now I got to break off a piece on the other side. Yes. Oh, no, now we got to. Sure, yes. Sure. And my head said. Oh, you can you you know you've been so good. You can just have this little thing. It's no big deal. Like I really could almost hear a voice in my head, almost like a little guy in a devil suit on my shoulder saying, "Ah, you're fine. Go ahead and have that cookie. It's not going to hurt anybody." And I didn't do it. I withheld. I was I was strong. I didn't eat it. And I weighed myself this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am down another two pounds over last week. So wow. I'm now Very sitting good. at. Uh, 18 total pounds lost since, uh, what is it, two and a half months ago? Mm-hmm. 18 down, baby. 
Dude, that's awesome. And still doing, are you doing two a days on the workouts or? Uh, still just one. Uh, one? I'm, I try to do more, but it's, it just depends. Snow makes it hard because I like to do it outside. So oh, sure. I'm not really a sure. fan of indoor stuff, but I've been using this. So there's this really great boxing thing for, uh, for the quest. I think it's also on uh-huh. the desktop. It's not on the go, but it's called shoot. Oh no, it's called Box VR. Just simple name. It's a boxing Box- game called Shoot. That it's, seems like it's poorly named. They really need to go back to the drawing board on that name. It's very bad. <laughs> but it's called Box VR, and it is just what you think it is. Except it's really—I uh, mean, it's—I guess it's sort of a game, but not really even a game. Um, it's got a lot of music. The music does have a beat to it, so a lot of the boxing is to a beat. Okay. But you're really meant to just be working out. It's not supposed to be gamey in the sense, right. you know, like, like you're not punching joe glass or anything like that right exactly or you there yeah. what's the one with the, the glass jaw glass jaw what was the guy's name i thought it was glass, joe glass, glass, joe, glass, glass joe. joe glass joe glass joe that sounds right glass joe i think so anyway it's uh it's to the beat of all this music and what it is is it's you inside of a giant gym and your controllers are are, are uh you know what are they called <laughs> gloves the boxing gloves. Okay. Yeah, boxing gloves. And the things, uh, these 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 balls of light are swooping from way in the distance out toward you. And the ones that are just balls of light, you match the color with the glove you're wearing. Oh, cool. So you have to hit it at the right point, and then you punch with the left, punch with the right. Sometimes it's like a bunch of right jabs in a row. Sometimes it tells you to sh- move your feet, so you sh- shuffle your feet this way, shuffle your feet that way. Yeah. Um, then they have uppercuts. And uh, sidewinders, I guess you'd call it. Or no, okay. what do you call what do you call a roundhouse? Roundhouse. I guess. Roundhouse. That's mm-hmm. it. And those come in the form of those balls, except there's like a little 3D path behind it that shows you the path you need to take to hit it. If you hit it head on, it won't work. Um, then there's ones that just you have to dodge. So a lot of juke and jiving, and you know, get down, move, that sort of thing. I thought this would be simple and no big deal, and yeah, not that big of a hard of a thing. Oh my gosh, I'm a sweaty freaking mess. <laughs> it's hardcore, dude. Really? Oh, cool. Yeah. Good. I'll see another another uh, thing that's leading me towards just picking up the quest. Yeah, it's very good. Um, Jumping on it. And that, I mean, honestly, if you play Beat Saber on Expert, you get the s- similar workout, but um, yeah. there are a few things on there Somebody, that are workout. I think Ninja Steve sa- said, oh, would you call this beatboxing? Like Beat Saber, but with boxing. That's really clever. Beatboxing. Yeah, beatboxing. Nice job. Uh, also, it says here, uh, oh, I found a, I found a really good website to for people who are looking for VR workout stuff, and with the Quest and, and to some extent the Go, it's like a nice... It's mm. nice to have wireless, you know, solutions so you can do a little more workouty stuff. But anyway, yeah. I found this website called VR Fitness Insider, and all they do is cover VR stuff that is fitness related. Um, there it is, right there. They'll do oh, games too. Cool. They'll do games, but they'll they'll look at the game from the perspective of how much are you moving around in this thing. Um, are you just sitting there doing nothing or whatever? Like this, like today right. or on the second, they put up an article called the 10, 10 best leg workout VR games, and they just go through all of those. Um, they do an hmm. Oculus Quest Fitness Games complete roundup, which is which is what I where I found this boxing game. Yeah, um, they rated that one really highly. They got a similar one for uh, for the Go, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. They have they have a hardware section. Let's see. Um, yeah, uh, scrolling through all that. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, might have to do a little. Might have to just use their search in here and just say, okay, Oculus Go, and see if they've got a. Oh, there's um, an actual boxing game called Thrill of the Fight where you got to fight fight an ugly dude. That could be fun. <laughs> uh, 
He's really ugly. <laughs> just, just an ugly dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, it's uh, yeah, I can't that's find, cool. Can't find yeah, that. they're really not. There's really not saying much about. There's not the much on the Go, go. in there. Yeah, that's unfortunate. No. But uh, part of that is because the Go oh. doesn't have any kind of 3D space stuff. It, it's like right. a stationary exactly. thing, so you can't really move. I will say though, I am loving uh, VR Zoom. Uh, the the thing I'm I'm just so addicted to one particular game in there where you're driving around this burned out Russian village in this in this place called Winterstand, mm-hmm. and uh, it drops you in the middle of this big tank tank arena, and other tanks pop up, and every wave is like you they add a tank, so you know you've got three tanks in the first wave, four tanks in the next wave. And um, and the faster you pedal, the faster your tank moves, um, rounding corners, shooting these things, and they shoot you, and you got to go pick up power-ups and stuff like that. It is, I mean, it's, it's basically a very well-rendered battle zone. I'm loving it. So do you have... You have the sensor thing, the VR, the VR zoom sensor on your bike, or how do you do that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's a VR zoom sensor that goes on the uh, the arm of one of your bike pedals, mm-hmm. and as you, um, uh, and as you pedal, obviously it, it tracks. It's got like a little uh, gyrometer or whatever, a accelerometer mm-hmm. that figures figures out how many repetitions it's getting. It keeps track of those in a little thing up top. Keeps track of how many coins you earn every time you shoot a tank. You get a certain number of coins depending on how. Uh, how much in a um, uh, a streak you are? How many times you've gotten it? Mm-hmm. Or how many how many tanks you've shot without misses? Um, and then you drive over and you pick things up. And basically, what I do is I have my AirPods in. I'm listening to um, uh, Apple Music playlist 2019 pop and crap like that. Just stuff that's a little bit more exciting. And uh, and I'm shooting tanks for thirty to forty minutes a morning, and that's, I'm loving it. That's it's pretty just cool. So yeah, yeah. So there's a bunch of other games on there, but I'm so hooked on that one that it almost you know I haven't I haven't gotten more into the other ones. But. It's only seventy four bucks, not bad. It's not bad at all. And um, oh, and they the, have the so the membership is they have a free tier, and you're just using that, right? Or are you doing the the? No, I'm doing the paid tier because oh, I yeah. want. Uh, I don't think there is a free tier, is there? What says is there the free is tier free tier do? says play uh, play. F- Free play rotating games, demos of all play games, multiplayer oh, okay. and rotating game, one free Explorer no, ride, to... demo of Explorer ride, and start with seven days of VZ Fit Premium. Yeah, no, I do the premium, which is still only, what, nine bucks a month or something. Yeah. Maybe not even that, maybe like five bucks a month. I think it's nine ninety five. Yeah. Nine, there it is, so ten bucks a month. Yeah. But uh, no, because it gets you the advanced levels of the tank game, and I'm working, I'm trying to earn enough coins to, uh, to buy a, uh, a mech. Because apparently there's a mech upgrade I can get. There's a mech a, in it. Oh my I gosh! Can, I, can, I can drive a mech around the uh, around Winterstand shooting tanks. That's too good. I want to do that. <laughs> I'm so hooked. Yeah. But it works with the quest too. So when I do upgrade to the quest, then I'll be able to continue my. Oh yeah, that uh, should be a nice up, upgrade in uh, fidelity as well on that. Um, yeah. Oh, it even says that here. It says the uh, quest version has takes better advantage of the hardware. Hmm. Oh really? Okay, cool. Anyway, that's awesome. I need to maybe yeah. look into that. I don't have a bike though, so I don't know. I guess you could use it for uh, a bike if you got a bike. I don't have a bike. I'd have to get a bike. Yeah, that's the expensive part. Definitely want to have a bike. Well, you can get it. You can get a thing that you basically put your bike onto. Oh. That, um, oh. So you don't have to have your own dedicated really? fitness bike. You can just yeah, just get something. There's like these hundred dollar deals you can put on the floor. You take off the back wheel of your bike put this in its place it stays stationary and as you pedal it lifts you know it, it basically uh 
it can provide resistance and it could work with all this stuff. I didn't know that uh, was look even at, a thing. Uh, That's news. Zwift. Zwift? Zwift. I guess Zwift is more of like the the Peloton competitor that actually has like competitive classes and stuff that you can um How do you spell Zwift? W or S V I W is like Swift with a Z instead of an S. Z W I F T. Wahoo oh, yeah. Kicker is that Rev MR says Wahoo Kicker. What's That's a, one of those things. Wahoo Kicker. Wahoo Kicker. Yeah, there it is. Wahoo Kicker. Wahoo Kicker. All right. I believe that's a real Power thing. Trainer lets iPhone cyclists feel the simulated burn. There it is right oh, there. Yeah, so, yeah, that. just, that's, that's cool. cool. So, you could do that and then combine it with this sensor and you're in Fat City. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right, yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, fitness time is over, everyone. Now, <laughs> it's time for us to delve deep into today's this thing. Wait a minute. Where is it? Here, I'll just play this. I don't watch the news. That's right. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by... In celebration of the launch of Book 2 in the Shattering of Kingdoms series, King's Guard, indie fantasy author Emmett Moss invites you to read Book 1, The Mercenary Code, now discounted at Amazon, and free on Kindle Unlimited, chronicling a land plunged into chaos with the fall of the old monarchy, where armies are for hire and grievances are settled by the strict tenants of the code. Visit bit.ly slash kingmoss or purchase both books directly on Amazon and Kindle Unlimited. You can follow him on Twitter at Moss Emmett. Nice. All right, yeah. so check check this out. We got news today. It starts with this story. I love okay. this. This is uh, this is one for the kids. Uh, <laughs> uh, a bus full of school kids got evacuated because there was too much Axe body spray in there. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. This is in Florida, uh, as often these stories are. Florida. A Florida student's a- a use of Axe body spray was so overwhelming. In my best... Uh, Third Eagle thing. Yeah, isn't it a third eagle thing, isn't it? When he says overwhelming? It's over- overwhelming. It's overwhelming. The evidence is overwhelming. Over overwhelming. I'm gonna find it. Okay. Let's see if we can find it. Oh, come on. I know I have this. Yeah, there it is. Here it is. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Overwhelming. Yeah. The monkey king was overwhelmed by doubt. Now he says it right. <laughs> He says overwhelming. Nice job. Stewie, why do you pronounce it overwhelming? <laughs> uh, we should always check in to see if he's streaming when we're doing the show. I guess <laughs> we should. Just for funsies. Sure. Um, yeah, you look him up while I read this. Okay. All, All right. right. So a Florida student's use of Axe body spray was so overwhelming that a school bus uh, had to pull over and call for help. Uh, they thought something was wrong. The driver did. Uh, Students were asked to get out of the bus in Manatee County. Uh, According to an ABC Action News report, they were evaluated by a local EMS and the TV station reports uh, that no one was taken to the hospital. The incident affected Buffalo Creek's middle school students near Parrish. The entire thing was because somebody put on a crap ton of Axe body spray and the driver thought something was wrong. Nope. Just stinky body spray. Pulled yeah. Pulled over and called out thinking something was wrong. Yeah. I mean, you could tell it's just friggin' Axe body spray, right? I would have thought so. 
but this guy yeah. thought it was like a chemical or a leak. Or a, <laughs> it's a dirty bomb. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Who knows? All right, new is, dirty bomb, fresh scent, available from Axe Body Spray. What's the uh, what's the uptick on Third Eagle? Is he doing anything? He streamed an hour ago for thirty eight minutes. We Damn just it. just missed him. Like he finished up right as we were starting. Damn it! Is that is it one of his daily? It's his rosary yeah, things. Yeah. Okay. Pray for Donald Trump. Donald and Trump. he asked for no quid pro quo. <laughs> he asked Zelensky for nothing. He wanted nothing. <laughs> uh, you're, you're, uh, your third eagle is really top notch. I'm great with impersonations of people that nobody knows. Yeah, nobody's <laughs> ever heard of that guy. It's all like a, it's like the most TMS thing ever. But outside of it, I don't think anyone yeah, knows who right. that guy is. Anderson Cooper knows who he is because they featured him a couple times. Oh, that. What do you think about that, Anderson Cooper? He says. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay, I have that. Anderson. <laughs> do you really? I think so. Yeah, is this it? You're the Dharma chief. No, that's something else. Wow. Cooper. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd watch 30 go all the time if he sounded like that. Yeah, I think maybe. Oh, here it is. Is it? The Illuminati have someone else completely in mind. Okay. Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. <laughs> YouTube blocked true prophecy. All right. F off. Oh. You're weird. All right, moving on. Here's a story about uh, Mr. Rogers. And, sure. Uh, all we hear, like, you know, you see the documentary or this new movie with uh, Tom Hanks, and you think, ah, oh, Mr. Rogers, what a national treasure he was. He just sure. did all these nice things, but ah, he a had a swell guy. He had a yeah. secret dark side, Brian. Oh no! Did he really? Or is this finally coming to light, Scott? All everything finally. we've been we've been uh, predicting about the man is is starting to come true. It's all starting to happen. Here's the first. Here's the first cutting edge of it. Okay. Mr. Rogers used. Here's the headline. Mr. Rogers used tactical farts to make his wife laugh. <laughs> bump bump bump. You like, you like that one? How about this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a like, it's a good feeling when you <laughs> let one of those go. Dutch oven. I did a Dutch oven. Did <laughs> says... you say Dutch oven? The thing about Dutch ovens is they don't really come from Amsterdam. You can make one right here in here. your own home. Just have a blanket and your significant other. <laughs> and then you fart in the blanket. And then you hold them down so they can't get out. What do you think, Mr. It's, McFeely? It's <laughs> I like every part of It'd be great if he did work him into his songs with his wife. Oh, it'd be amazing. Anyway. Sure, when he uses tactical farts, it's all cute and funny. When I use them, I'm a gross pig. Yeah. Thanks, you're Tina. The, yeah. Thanks a lot, Tina. It says, it's no secret we're big fans of Fred Rogers around here, says this article, but from his no BS philosophy to his ability to communicate with his young audience, uh, and also his snackability. What does that mean? Anyway, what does that mean? His snackability. His snackability? I don't get that. And yes, his snackability. There's a lot to yes, like about the guy. Snackability. I don't know. I don't know what what his, what makes him snackable. I don't know either. Did Mr. Uh, McFeely come in the house and lick him once or something? I don't know. What, I, I, mean, I guess he makes snacks uh, during his show. Like, does he make uh Here's a delicious apple slice with a piece of cheddar cheese on top i don't understand that reference it's weird i don't know snackability rainbow bright know. says he likes snacks but i don't okay. know what that means 
Anyway, we oh, now have no. what? Clover North says calling someone a snack is a crappy new term for sexy. Please tell me that's that's not true. Is really? that really true? Uh, that's stupid. Oh, pops and recline pointing us to an urban dictionary. Uh, it looks good at the moment. Look at that snack. You know uh, what? You know what? I don't like that one bit. Uh, I would like to register a complaint. Yes, exactly. Could we stop this snack. before it gets before mm-hmm. it turns into flossing or twerking or anything like that? Could we stop it? Just nip it in the bud? No kidding. Uh here I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play their voiceover version of this here. Snack. Is that the guy who did it? Snack. Can you do your own <laughs> when you submit stuff, can you do your own word? I guess you can. <laughs> uh oh here's another one. An attractive so this one says it's an attractive female. Quote, do you sure. know how many snacks live in this dorm? Too many. I'm not gonna lie, Chris, your sister is a snack. <laughs> Shut up. That's how uh, Chris snack. that's that's the when Chris punched that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Don't like it. Is there a wait, do they read out GURP? Hold on, I gotta now I gotta look. Oh, sure. And oh, if no, not, you can. Yeah, that's true, I can. Oh, there's no readout for GURP. That's too bad. Oh, cool. Submit your own. All right. GURP! Can you do that even? <laughs> this is so old, maybe, because this is like 2009. Oh, yeah, 10-year anniversary of GURP on uh, Urban Dictionary. Still wow. says... Happy 10-year best... <laughs> anniversary, GURP yeah. on Urban Dictionary. The best orc hunter of all time in World of Warcraft. The usage is, GURP killed a million mobs with one shot. Yeah, that never happened, and I am not the best of anything, no. so... This is a lot. That's how lore gets started, Scott. Yeah. My own headcanon. Anyway, uh, it says here, we can add it to the list. Mitch Rogers thought farts were funny. We have this tantalizing piece of information thanks to Joanne Rogers, his wife, uh, from 1952 until his death in 2003. uh, They were married a long time. They were. She's become something of a legacy uh, uh, protector since she lost her husband, and part of that role is serving as a uh, consulate to consultant consultant is what i meant on rogers projects like it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood the writers read the transcript scott (laughs) read the transcript say consulate what is that about i don't know it still looks wrong in my head the writers of that film approached joanne to get her blessing on the project which tells the story of journalist tom jolin Junnod's relationship with rogers uh, played by tom hanks noah harpster co-wrote the film says she really only had one request that we not treat her husband as a saint <clears throat> Joanne also wanted a film to portray her husband as the funny, down-to-earth person he was and not the sort of saintly figure he's become or remembered as. Uh, she told the paper that Fred's go-to way of making her laugh was farting. Here's the quote. He would just raise one cheek and he would look at me and smile. Joanne told the paper, cracking herself up as she remembered it. <laughs> I don't like to think of that. You only like to think of Fred Rogers' butt cheeks? Yeah, going, <laughs> lifting the cheek up. I know. Gross. I, I yeah, exactly. I don't want to think. I want to just imagine that under that uh, cardigan, he was basically built like a Ken doll. Right. Like no, no <laughs> genitalia, just basically smooth like a dolphin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is we, we we no one's ever really thought of such a thing with Fred Rogers. But I have to admit, this story makes me <laughs> like him even more. So uh, well done. I like him even yeah. more that he's even more human. I do, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's pretty great. I just, I just kind of imagine like the, the the conversation that goes on around that. Mm-hmm. And you hear, oh, that's a smelly one. <laughs> like I just can't visualize. Honey, you got to stop making lasagna. Every time you make the lasagna, I got the. She who smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> 
Beans, beans, the magical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. Gotta, <laughs> gotta go to work. Anyway, <laughs> there's that story. All right. Hey, uh, here's a weird thing I found today. Sure. Okay. Meet the Englishman or Englishman, depending on how you want to say it. Sure. Who decided to tattoo himself entirely black. So, oh, okay. So somebody, he went in there and had people like tattoo him until he has no skin left that isn't tattooed. Oh, wow. No yeah. kidding. And it doesn't look right. You know, like a a, a black person. Yeah. They've got this lovely sort of, well, you know, lovely tone to everything, right? Well, everything looks right. But let's right. clarify. I mean, he's not necessarily trying to turn himself into an African-American person. He's just trying to turn himself into a black person. R- correct. Like he's trying to black himself out, not trying to yes. make himself look like. But yeah, he's not. This is not a race person. thing. He's not trying to right, achieve exactly. a different race, but he has. He's trying to. He's basically trying to redact himself with a Sharpie. Kind of. Yeah. In a weird way, I think you're right about that. Uh, here's a picture of him, guys. There yeah, you go. and he's doing that whole like lip thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, there you go. He's missed a few spots I, on his uh, hands. He probably should get his hands finished because it looks weird. But yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do it. Um, it, it ends up looking like charcoal or something. Like a like he looks burnt. You know what I mean? Right. Like that face in the one where he's doing the selfie in the mirror. He looks. Mm-hmm. He looks like he got burnt real bad. Yeah. Like a marshmallow. And he's, just... a, and he's got a grill. Yeah, I don't like the, oh man, the whole hockey puck in the uh in the lower lip thing. I, <sighs> I just I mean, no judgment. I just can't ever think of a world I live in where this makes sense for me. Nope. And if it made sense for him, good on him. Good good on him. I'm glad he found his thing. And uh and I, uh, and I probably hope, probably won't be getting a job at that as an intern at that legal firm. <laughs> probably not. Probably good, a good warehouse gig somewhere. That's right. But Maybe if he's a, a tattoo artist, I think he's in the perfect line of work. And uh, somebody can just point to him and say, "Yep, this color right here is what I'm looking for on my <laughs> for the, for my teddy bear holding a bunch of balloons. I'm the, I'm looking for this color right here. That thing in his lips. Can someone explain that to me? What is that? The big uh, looks like a urinal cake. What is that? <laughs> It does. I mean, it's it's like one of the um, uh, I don't know the the African tribes that do it, but the African tribes that do that sort of lip stretching thing. Hmm. And they do that Same just as, as like a... the ear stretching and the they do the rings around the neck to keep elongating oh, their neck. Right. Yeah. But yeah. but urinal cake, I think, is as accurate a description as anything. <laughs> it looks. It looks like a, like you're looking down at a, a ur- in the urinal at a fresh lemon French scented urinal cake. That's right. Oh, and his nostrils have that whole thing going too. Yeah. Wow, look at that. Right, the sides he's got. I don't know what he's got. Are those stretchers? I think those are gold stretchers. Oh yeah, stretchers in his nose and under his bottom lip. What if you have to sneeze or like? I don't know. What if you? Had... Well, how do you drink? Yeah. How do you drink? Like. Do you just pour it on the urinal cake and then tip your head back and it just kind of goes down the gullet? Yeah. Do you, when you smell things, do you, how do you smell them? From the sides now? You've switched to smelling from the side? <laughs> These are just things I'm asking, right? I don't know. I guess you have to, I guess you have to use a straw. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. You know what? If he would be willing to come on, I'd talk to a guy like this. I'd love to know more about what would, what, what you know, why you do this, what your motivations are. Sure. Sure. Because you've really gone. If we could understand him with that thing in his lower lip. Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. That, that's that got to affect your ability to 
to enunciate clearly. Oh, this picture. If you click on his Instagram images, they're even more intense. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to... Yeah, wow. Let's see, where is his... Uh... Where is his Insta link? Uh, down low, is you'll see below? a bunch of Instagram. Oh, there it is, right there. And Ooh. oh, wow, the nose thing is crazy. Now from that side, and then what does he? How does he get the uh, the whites of his eyes uh, black like that? I don't know. How do you? That must be contacts, right? Or the, oh, maybe some. I I heard this was a thing. You can tattoo the whites of your eyes, right? Isn't that a thing? Uh huh. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, tattoo eye whites. Let me look this up real quick. This is a thing I saw somewhere. Oh yeah, there we go. Uh, a lot of people say don't do it because it's it can. Sure. You can be blind, like, but it's a thing you can do. You can get tattoos in your eyes. It's called scler scleral tattooing. Okay. Uh, it's where that uh, Scolari guy from uh, Bosom Buddies does all your tattooing. <laughs> Peter Scolari. Yeah. Scolari tattooing. There's a, lot of, uh, yeah. there's a lot of tattoos that I think you should wait a couple days before you take a picture of it because they've got that red puffy skin around them that's like, <laughs> yeah. that just makes it look so painful. It's like, oh, no, just wait a couple days. Yeah. Give it some time. A lot of uh, topless shots with, you know, tape over the, tape over the nipples. The boobies. Yeah, here you go, chat. There's an eye getting tattooed. Oh, holy my. Moses! Here, Brian, I'll put it in yeah, our no. channel. There yeah, you go. Take no, that. Take no, a look no, at that right there. Yeah, I need to put that. My, yeah, yeah, look at that. Look at that blue. There. That's what he's done. He's had that right uh, there done. Why would you do that? Uh, Why would you do that? Why would you ever do that? And uh, nope. 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 nope, nope. Let's move. Can we talk more about the X body spray on the school bus? Yes. Oh, instead, I'll tell you about this. Or Mr. Rogers farts. I like this one. A, oh, yeah. a Walmart story. <laughs> we talked about this last night at, the, at our uh, Christmas party. Oh, you did? Great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Walmart is apologizing today. They're feeling kind of bad. They want you to know they're sorry because they put a sweater up featuring Santa with cocaine. <laughs> uh, Walmart has apologized for adults-only uh, Christmas sweater on its Canadian website. It happened up there in Canada. They, or Canada. they said, sorry about that, they said. Uh, it appeared to depict Santa with cocaine. According to a report, the retailer pulled the holiday outfit along with several other risque seasonal sweaters. Mm. on Saturday after they caused a stir with social media users. we got to stop acting like it's news that something caused a stir with social media yes, users. Exactly. That's like saying the, wa the, the rain made the ground wet. <laughs> <clears throat> right, right. Um, it says here, these sweaters sold I by a third-party seller on Walmart.ca do not represent Walmart's values and have no place on our website, says the spokesman of the outlet. We removed these products from our marketplace. We apologize for any unintended offense that may have been caused. Hmm. I mean, how else do you think he visits all those houses in one night? Right. <laughs> exactly. It's the cocaine. Yeah. It's not on amphetamines. It's got to be on <clears throat> coke. Oh, look at that. It's a Santa. Oh, that's kind of funny. Here, chat. This is a funny shirt, sweater. Oh, the, yeah, the shirt, the the. Uh, yeah, it's not the bad. The snow shirt. It's just a little yeah. Santa Claus sitting yeah, on the it's table. It's drawn. Well, it's not great drawn, but he's sitting no. by. Uh, he's sitting there with a big pile of cocaine balls or something. I don't know what the ball, the cocaine balls, like the the lines. Sure. Maybe the straw. Is, maybe the okay. joke is it is snow, 
but it's it's oh, obviously geez. making a joke about cocaine, but it's it's like he snorts snow. You know what I mean? That he's actually snorting snow and not cocaine. I see what you're saying. Because Santa Claus would snort snow, not cocaine. Is but yeah. I think maybe is going on there. But also maybe Oh, there it is. Better shot of it, guys. I mean, whatever. I'd wear that. Yeah. <laughs> <It doesn't> bother, <laughs> really, it doesn't bother I mean, me. Sure. So crudely drawn. Oh, Come it's on. not. It's not great art. No question. No. It's bad art. Yeah. Now though, it is going to become like it's going to become like the uh, the blue dress, gold dress. You know, people are going to now want to buy it. Mm -hmm. It's going to create a demand for it because of its its viral ability or viralness and the fact that now a place is refusing to sell it. Yep. That's what happens. I mean, I don't know where else you can get it, though. I'm not sure it's a thing you can just like go out and get. I imagine you can find it at Hot Topic or Spencer's or... Probably, yeah. Do you remember... <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could get my microphone over to the cat right now because he's in the perch... Oh, I want to hear. I want to hear this. So much. I want to hear. Oh, this. I know. What, uh, I wonder if I can. Hold on. Can I join our call yes. on my phone? You totally can. I think you don't. Right. It, it'll even let you do it, even though you're the same user. Really? Okay. I, th let me I think see so. If I can do this. Let's try this. All, All right, right, you guys. Try. You guys, this is intense. This is big uh, stuff. Here, let me get some intense playing. Well, that's not it. That's not what I want. All right. This is still. Oh, it moved me over here, but that's all right. All right. Here we go. All right, can you hear me on this? Yeah, I can hear you. Let's do this. Okay. Okay, we're getting to the cat. He stopped. Ah, <laughs> uh, he woke up. Ah, uh, dang it. He woke up. He heard, uh, he heard the music from the, uh, <laughs> from the show. Of All course. right, so if I hang up on my phone, yeah. oh, I could just click reconnect in Discord. Yeah, he should be right back. Did it work? Just <laughs> We're learning a new thing here that we could do. This is good fun. Are you there? Can you hear me? Nothing? Oh, no. Here, I'll re-add you. I'll re-add you. I'll ring you. Okay, I'm ringing you now. Nope. It's not picking up. Well, maybe that was a mistake. <laughs> All right, hold on. Automatically join me now that you know I quit and relaunched. Yeah. But boy, that really screwed Discord up doing yeah. the. Uh... It doesn't know what to do with it, I guess. Yeah. Well, it seemed like a cool thing, kind of just pass the call off, you know, like I you know. could do that, and it did for the first first phase, but phase two, Del Boca Vista, didn't work out. It did not. Trying to come back to that, boom, yeah. dead. Uh, next time. Oh, I know what you should do next time. You should just record it What's on that? your phone. Yeah, that's what I'll do, and, and then I'll bring just send it you over. a recording. We can play it over the show. Yeah, we'll do that. I like that. Mm -hmm. It's really funny, though. He... <laughs> <laughs> Is he dreaming or something? Must be dreaming. He makes that noise a lot when he sleeps. It's really cute. It's so sweet. It's, it's almost like, like a snore, but not a snore. Yeah, it's not like he's twitching and like having you know kitty dreams, but he just he just makes noise when he sleeps. Kitty dreams. Kitty dreams. What do they dream of? What do they do? All right, we're Licking gonna take their butt. <laughs> we're gonna take a break. I wonder what cats dream about. I wonder if they dream like about that kind of stuff. Like, do cats have dreams? Because I seriously like wanted really like to know. Right, I do. Do they lick their butt in their dreams? Do they? I bet. I bet it's you know uh, chasing and catching mice, <laughs> eating a bird. <laughs> could be that. Yeah, could be that. Yeah. 
I probably yeah, probably is that. You know, when they we're gonna finally one day we're gonna get a technology that lets us basically mind meld digitally somehow through with an animal right. so that we can feel what an animal feels and thinks for some period of time. Oh, that'd be great. I would be love great. that. I would love to know yeah. what's going on in their heads. Is it just mm -hmm. pure chaos? Is it only instincts? Is mm -hmm. it more than that? Like when they cuddle up to you as a dog, do they really do it because they like you? Or is there something else going Like what's their motivation? If they just, you know, when they lick you, is it because you just taste like salt? Or is it because they, they love you and they want to... Yep. I would pay... I'll tell you what. If I could do... If somebody said to me, Scott, I will let you be in your dog's brain for a half an hour for a thousand dollars, I think I'd do it. I think I'd do it for a grand. Yeah, sure. I don't think I'd do it for more than that, though. More than that, stupid. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Um, all right. <clears throat> Real quick here. Let's take a break. When we come back, Wendy's here. We're going to talk about doing acid, man. No, that's not true. We're going to ask her a question about acid. <laughs> but then we're going to talk about uh, yeah, another kind of holiday family thing, but one that's really specific and may um, it is. ring a bell yeah. for a bunch of you guys. Oh, I there. love it. I love this topic. I think it's a great one. Yeah, it should be good. So we'll do that in a second. But Brian has to play a song first. So Brian, do your duty. Yes. So a uh, brand new single from Brian Fallon called You Have Stolen My Heart. Uh, his, his album isn't coming out until next year i believe he's got uh yeah there we go friday march 27th uh will be his third solo ep called local honey um so you have to wait a few months to get that one but you can hear this single right now he's up in the northeast i want to say in the wilmington delaware area i think mm -hmm. just scrolling through his uh, bio information regardless this is some great stuff and has a nice um oh who did this who did he he sounds like like if i tell you this and then you listen to the song you're going to say, oh, my God, he does. He sounds like Roger Daltrey from The Who. Oh, He's got that voice. Weird. Really, really uh, good, solid, scratchy rock voice. Okay. Anyway, the new song is called You Have Stolen My Heart. Here is Brian Fallon. I don't know if you know I feel you and me Inside of my ears, inside of my bones I remember the colors In your mysterious eyes Part of me stays in the room where we met And everything slows at my breath I watched you fall across the floor And the night came as it went I could swear that I knew you before And maybe on another night We were lovers in another life Or maybe we were only strangers On mystery trains You were only a ghost that has stolen my heart If I knew you before Feel like I had enough time on my hands I know that you're with me Still I have this fear One day I wake up, you'll be a dream 
Cause everything slows at my breath And I watch you fall across the floor And the night came as it went I could swear that I knew you before And maybe on another night We were lovers in another night Maybe we were only strangers On mystery trains You were only a ghost who was stolen my This episode sponsored by Blue Chew. Remember the days when you were ready to go? Remember that? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. You can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than at a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Drive for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. Hope all y'all had a good holiday there. Thanksgiving Day. I hope y'all had plenty of turkey and dressing and stuff, all the trimmings. I didn't have a whole bunch of nothing, but... It was okay, I guess. It's as, it was is was as if. Sit down and listen, punk. This is the morning stream. Okay, we're back at it, everybody. Welcome back to the show. 
I'm going to assume that guy sounded like Roger Daltrey, but I am going to listen later and check it out. <laughs> listen after the show. <clears throat> I have a feeling. That is the drawback that you don't get to hear until we're done recording. Yeah, but I do like listening to him, so I always do. And um, I have this burgeoning collection of music I've gotten strictly from Brian's songs that he brings to the show. And I'll just hang on to them and keep them in my so, library. Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going to add Winnie to the call. And we're going to have some fun with my sister who I'm convinced more than ever I'm the one that pushed her into uh, the mental health field because not just the hot fakes, hot soldering iron thing, not just that, but I think I was just an annoying brother (laughs) who probably, I think I probably just made her go, Hmm, what is the human mind like? And then she went right. and decided and to become a psychologist. spurned her into this. I love it. Yeah. That's great. I think that's kind of what happened. I want to help people who have brothers like I do. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Drove her to this place. Wendy, are you there? Yeah, hi. Oh, hi. hi. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Oh, so good. Yeah. Here's your theme. Something wrong, Batman. Has anybody seen Wendy? Barnacles in a wad. She's right here. She's not, she's not, she's not anywhere else but here. Hey, uh, it's good to have <laughs> you here. How the heck are you? You doing all right? Good. Yeah. Yeah. How are you guys? Uh, good. Uh, oh, good. You got all your Christmas crap all uh, working out and everything you need to do. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I have like Sweden cured me of my Christmas fanaticism. So. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm way too chill. It's good. <laughs> I used to have, I mean, Christmas bought wrapped under the tree by October 31st. <laughs> oh wow! Not so much now. And then I just like do Christmassy stuff till my mind explodes in, in December. Um, and now I'm just, I don't know. It's chilled me out a little bit. That's Maybe because I don't have little kids anymore. That is, it's stressful. But aren't they, aren't they, aren't they the home of the Krampus over there in Sweden? Or am I thinking of somewhere else? Who's got the Krampus? The Krampus. That's a, uh, is that Sw- is uh, Finland? Germany? Oh, Are you ma- talking about, is it Denmark? Maybe the they got the evil Krampus yeah. who comes and, and steal your kids. The little, yeah. Yeah. No, that's not central, them. They, central European folklore. Gotcha. Uh, okay. By the way, see. Sweden, they love Christmas. Don't get me wrong. It's just everything in Sweden is measured and normal. Mm. <laughs> so it There's, just helps. Oh, I see. Here, so are all the, here are all the countries that sell, that, that believe in, or, uh, that talk about Krampus. Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Hungary, Northern Italy, uh, Slovakia, and Slovenia. Wow. Oh. Just Northern yeah. Italy. That's weird. Okay. Uh, they they say yeah, just northern Italy. Yeah. Hmm. All right. We gotta watch that. Were we watching the Krampus for our film we, tech? We're not because it's not streaming anywhere. But as soon as it's <sighs> streaming, I don't care what time of year it is, we're watching. It. <laughs> we're watching the Krampus in spring if yeah. we have to. <laughs> Whatever if we have to. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. Uh, oh, Slavic in origin says diced tomato. Interesting. Is your first thought like? Oh, she's got the menstrual Krampus. The menstrual Krampus. Yeah, I That's like that. My first thought like. <laughs> Why are we talking about Krampus? Yeah, because they got the menstrual. <laughs> That's Krampus. the plural of Krampus. Menstrual Krampus. Yeah. Krampus. <laughs> like they said in that uh, that 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 guy in jail in um uh, was it raising Arizona says sometimes I get the menstrual cramps real hard. That's <laughs> my favorite line. It's pretty yeah. good. Anyway, um, Wendy, it's good to have you here. We're gonna go for it and talk. But before we do, uh, before we get to the topic, I have a question for you that came from another. Oh, I have that line. Hold on, I'm gonna play it. Well, sometimes I get the menstrual cramps real hard. <laughs> All right, that's the guy. Um, I forgot it. I had that. Anyway, I was gonna. Uh, okay, so I was talking to my buddy Bo Schwartz on another show I do last night, and yeah. he wanted to know, wanted me to ask you, if it's true that psychedelics, in the form of, I mean, whatever name you want to use, acid, mushrooms, uh, what's the PCP, that sort of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, is is it making a therapeutic comeback? Because there's a lot of oh yeah, baby. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so it's so exciting. So psilocybin. Yeah. Psilocybin <laughs> is what the adults call it. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. And you won't be able to spell that, so you'll have to look that up. Yeah. Um. Anyway, psilocybin is like magic mushrooms would be the street term. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, back in the day, uh, there were some early researchers in the '60s who were, you know, doing a lot of this stuff and having a good time. And, uh, you know, the whole counterculture stuff sort of won over and it became a little too recreational. And so a lot of the research was sort of, I mean, it had good beginnings, but credibility and lots of other problems. So really, we just put it on a shelf and then pumped out Ritalin and antidepressants for the next 30 years, 40, 50, so many years. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So what's happening now is uh, John Hopkins is kind of the leading um, place where this is happening, but they're studying uh, lots of versions of this, but microdosing of psilocybin, so microdosing of mushrooms um, on the, for the treatment of depression and anxiety, and it's wicked effective. Really? And you're not like walking around high, right? Um, but it is, it's really pretty effective. So... Lots of research is coming out. You know Tim Ferriss, you know that guy is. Uh, that sounds the drummer like drummer for NXS. Yeah, if I remember correctly. he's the drummer uh, for NXS. Is it? I don't think so. <laughs> there is a, there is a drummer for NXS named Tim Ferriss, or guitarist okay. for NXS named Tim Ferriss. But Tim Ferriss, okay, so guy, Tim, I'm sure, yeah. Tim Ferriss is that four-hour workweek guy. Oh, oh right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he's just like super driven. He's got his podcast. Anyway, he is you know using his own money and raising money to. Um, to pay for some of these studies because he's had his own experience with them and benefits and lots of, lots of people are finding that this is sort of a thing. Unfortunately got hijacked many, many years ago and could have really benefited some people. So anyway, Mm. um, I mean, so for example, ketamine, you guys are familiar with that? Yeah. Ketamine. ketamine? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So ketamine of course is, is, yeah, Yeah, we call it a very dangerous, we call it K. (laughs) We call it K. Very dangerous, uh, street drug version of that. But what they've started to do in hospitals and different psychiatric, um, places is they have an emergency ketamine drip, um, for folks who are suicidal Mm. and you are pretty high, I think doing that. But anyway, you're not like, you have to have someone with you for the next 24 hours but it really like resets the brain in a way um, that, you know, so they're studying that and it does exist. I mean, I, I know it exists in Utah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I've heard of it here. Very careful and you know, sure. it's regulated very closely. Super controlled stuff, but yeah. Super controlled, but also like incredibly be- beneficial to stop acute suicidality um, in its tracks. Usually it takes someone hospitalized a couple days, other medication, lots of, watching and it takes a while to get out of that brain state but ketamine does it quickly so anyway it's um it probably freaks people out to hear about and they're like what that's but because culturally they've been trained to think that this is uh some evil thing from the 60s and they just yeah yeah that's, right and so it and of course it's not everyone's sitting around getting high it's it's medicinal doses small doses that are you know of what it does to the brain can i so if i went in let's say i just i went into a doctor says ah oh, doctor the ptsd and the depression oh i don't know what to do could he, can they prescribe that sort of thing or is this only in test sort of environments it's t- it's only in test form on the uh on the well well medic okay so sort of regulated and everyone has agree that it's existing just like if i said hey 
before marijuana was legalized, do you think anyone did it or smoked it or had right. access to it? Right. The answer is, uh-huh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I think it's not as widespread uh, because it's tricky stuff in some ways. Um, but for therapeutic use, I do know, this is anecdotal, but I do know a friend of a friend who's um, essentially, he lives in the Bay Area and has a therapist. He he trips on whatever it is. I'm not sure what substance he's using. Probably psilocybin. Um, and the therapist is with them and he has whatever experiences. And then that's what they, whatever comes out of that experience, um, that's what they work on for the next couple months in therapy. So it's kind of like a, it speeds up the therapeutic process. Interesting. Um, hmm. Yeah. So ayahuasca is another one um, that is ayahuasca is for like the hardcore because th- it's not fun. <laughs> like oh, wow. the other oh, stuff, really? like it's cool. bad. Tri- it's like a bad like, trip. It, it, it takes on yeah. kind of a bad trip. Yeah. Oh, it's and and the best trip of ayahuasca is probably always considered a bad one on any other drug because often you're vomiting and often you feel uh, very yeah. ill afterwards. So it isn't. It can be not pleasant at all. Yeah. But I did have a client years and years ago who had very difficult childhood and very abusive, messed up family and life. And suddenly she's like getting Peruvian ayahuasca on the streets of Salt Lake somehow. Oh, wow. And and then she'd come in and the first time, I, I mean, I was blown away. It's as if she had done a year of therapy w- between our visit. Weird. It was crazy. Weird. And what it does is it, it sort of, it takes your central processing, how our brains typically process information is kind of in the median of the brain. So if I scanned your brain while we're doing therapy, Brian, you would have, you'd be lighting up kind of in the central part of your brain. That's where we process most of our life experience. Um, it's also where our ego kind of lies and, and that self-referential processing of like, oh, what is everyone thinking about me? So if you think of it, it's just like a big old teenager sitting in the middle of your brain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And <laughs> what these drugs tend to do is turn that off. So that goes offline and then we start processing on the sides of our brains. Um, so a lot more activity on this on the tissue on the outs on the side left, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes one side over the other. And people will often have a very common experience. You've heard this before of like feeling just love for everyone and an awareness that we're all connected that because the ego that pro- processes self-reference to everything the the ultimate um narcissist in us is offline mm. and what emerges is this collective connectivity it's like the matrix matrix if it was happy <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> uh anyway so it's pretty fascinating so what <laughs> happens is she would be able to just like dig super deep she'd be shown a vision of like the bull crap that her family pulled over and she had no idea really. Mm-hmm. Um, she could just see it and feel it. And w- the words are, it's not even words. I don't know how to describe it. And then she'd come in for a session and man, we would plow through stuff. So I am, uh, I don't know if I'm torn. I'm excited to see where it goes. I think if it's regulated well and um, I think. Yeah, yeah it sounds good. like the kind of thing that's, you know, it's rife for abuse, like like a, any controlled like substance, all but yeah, right. it, there, yeah, there's, there is some value though, I think in backing off the demonization and, and getting closer to, okay, well, what is this thing that grows naturally? Uh, why does it do what it d- does? How can it be helpful if it's not? Okay, fine. Let's scientifically get to that end or, or to right. the other end, which is that it is like, that's a, that's a valuable human endeavor. It so. is. And I should clarify 
drug and treatment resistant depression is where they're finding the most success. Mm. So it's it's sort of um, binding to different things than what we try to do with antidepressants, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, and that this is, so it's amazing because there's really nothing else we have right. for these folks. And so right. it's, it's pretty cool stuff. Michael Pollan has a book out about it. Um, you, you know how he did the omnivores dilemma and he's oh, kind of yeah. finding yeah. stuff that's interesting. He has one on psychedelics that I think people might find interesting. Interesting. I almost thought you said Michael Palin, who's used to be with, uh, uh Monty Python. I thought it was that guy, <laughs> but no, or Mike the husband of Sarah Palin. Just no, yeah. Home. Oh gosh. No, they're divorced now, that's, right? Uh, they got divorced. He's, yeah. he's uh, toothbrush Jimmy. or, or, <laughs> like he's some he's some weird name. What is it like? Uh, Bristol. No, not oh, Bristol. Bristol's the, the kid. Yeah. Um, Trig. Tr Isn't he Trig? No, Trig's the son who got in trouble. Who? Yeah. Right. Is all. The dad's name is. They're jacked up, dude. The Palins. Scary. That household yeah. is jacked. Yeah. We're lucky they. Well, whatever. Man, we get into that. Uh, all right. Oh, is so it just Todd. Is it just Todd? Greg for a while. Is it just, just Todd? Just Todd. Okay, it's just Todd. <laughs> Boring like, old Todd. Like <laughs> yeah, they, they just gave the weird well, names of their kids. So. Sarah didn't get to name him, or he would be named Microwave Plate or whatever. <laughs> 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 microwave, microwave Plate Palin. 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 I love that. Plate Pat Palin. Palin. All right. All right. Well, that's good. That's a good look at that. I wasn't uh, sure, and that's way more than I thought. So I'm going to tell Bo to make sure to listen to today's segment. He'll be interested in this. Uh, he has friends with. Or, no, I can't remember what he was telling me. Maybe he had friends with PTSD or something like that, and that, that's how this all came up. Yeah, there's lots of good... That, that's one area of the research that is growing, too, which is great. Uh, well, I hope one day we all get to try a little mushroom in our lives. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on to our actual... So this is a message that we got. We don't have a name for this, um, but we're going to read it. It's very appropriate for this time of year, uh, specifically Thanksgiving, Christmas, that sort of stuff. And um, I'm just going to read the email and then we'll talk about it. So here we go. I am a married, I am a married, I am married to a woman <laughs> who he describes as wonderful who has decided to go vegan for moral reasons. I myself don't share the same convictions as her, but don't feel it is my place to tell her how she should feel. This year, while planning Thanksgiving, her and her sister, also vegan, decided they wanted to have a vegan Thanksgiving. Now, for me, it's no big deal to skip meat for one meal for her convictions as I eat what I want the rest of the year. Her sister, uh, her other sister rather, not vegan, is putting up a huge deal about it. I don't get the feeling that the sister who is putting up a fuss understands why it's important. Uh, let's see, sorry. The way that I thought my wife would explain this to her is to say it's like doing Satan worship at the table while they are trying to pray. Her sister is religious. <laughs> Uh, this, this felt like the closest thing I could think to relate to thoughts. I thought that this discussion would be an interesting topic for your group section. Thanks for your time. Anonymous. So real quick, that was from over a year ago because, um, last night I realized oh, this is so embarrassing. Um, I have not been getting any of my emails from oh. therapy Thursday. Oh man. <laughs> Oops. Adam. Uh, yeah. I blame so Adam, Adam. Adam screwed up. I blame Adam. No, no. I, he looked at it and he's like, <laughs> what in the world have you done? I'm like, I didn't do anything. And obviously I just thought, well, everyone stopped emailing. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's how, like Oops. I'm the ignorant half Luddite of the family. I, <laughs> so embarrassing. But anyway, 
So we fixed it and then suddenly I got all these emails about the dog and I'm like, oh, look at everyone writing to me about the dog. Thank you. That's so nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you got a ton of dog feedback, I heard. Yeah, because I yeah. didn't get any and I was like, nobody wants to help me. Mm-hmm. And then I realized my email must be problematic. And it is. So anyway, <laughs> this is a year old email. I'm so sorry. I would love to hear how their actual Thanksgivings, two of now, have passed mm-hmm. with the vegan situation. But I think it is an interesting, it, it's illustrative of bigger stuff in in families right? Um, and, and in couples even, right, of changing thoughts or beliefs or, you know, having a new conviction that, you know, when you got married at 25, you both didn't go, okay, in my prenup, I'm going to let you know at 40, I want a sports car and I'm going to be a vegan. You know, like you don't, you don't know how to plan for these things or what to do. So, mm. so real quick, before we go any deeper, do you two have any experience with this where, um, Somebody in your life, could be you even, has sort of changed something that's fairly fundamental, like what you eat and don't eat is, I mean, we, uh, I guess we don't think much about it until suddenly, you know, somebody's gluten-free <clears throat> and we can't have any more of our favorite bread or whatever. You know what I mean? Those kinds of things. Well, Carter has, so Carter's a vegetarian and has been since she was 11. Um, technically, she classifies herself as a pescatarian because she will eat fish and seafood, but no... Uh, no meat, meat, no chicken, no beef, no, you know, the, the other traditional things you don't go for. She's not full vegan by any stretch, um, but she just, and her reasons are less about, oh, the poor cows or whatever. It's more, um, she just hates meat. She just doesn't like how it tastes. She makes her feel gross. She bacon, the smell of bacon makes her kind of sick. She just doesn't oh, like it. I know it's horrible. So it makes me very sad. Um, but but also, a, like, I'm jealous. I know. <laughs> I know, right? So as a result, she every time Kim uh, makes a meal that involves like a big family meal or something or, a, you know, a, a holiday thing, she always does an, a little extra something that Carter can eat. So if it's jambalaya, there's a huge pot full of jambalaya with all the stuff we like. And then there's a little small pot for a, a number of servings for Carter that is just the shrimp and not the sausage not the chicken not the other stuff that she doesn't want and so that's just a normal thing around this house when she goes to a party or a friend's house or a place or a restaurant where she doesn't have vegetarian options she just doesn't eat or she'll get the thing that's closest to vegetarian she can um you know just get something without meat in it which is pretty easy to do vegan's a much harder thing to do i guess yeah um and that's so in her scenario it's not really all that difficult but we do try to make sure that the things are cool for her. I mean, for us, honestly, the, this kind of tension mostly comes from, oh gosh, like religious tension or racial tension. And mostly when I say that, I mean, not my side of family, but the other side. Um, you know, like, for example, Carter's going to kill me for saying this because she doesn't want me prancing her per- personal life around. But she's going on a date in a week or so uh, with the coolest kid. His name's Darren and he's black. And he's so cool. I I am so stoked for her to go out with this kid. He's this nicest kid. And she's, you know, nervous but excited and all this stuff. If I, you know, if their first date was, hey, bring Darren to a dinner over at the in-law's house, it would be weird. They wouldn't say anything. They they would be, you know, they would have friendly on the outside and everything. But I know deep down there's some deep south in there that is just going, oh, my goodness, I can't believe she's dating a black person. I know it will happen. I know it. And so that kind of stuff is more the level I think he's dealing with with this religious non-vegan 
in this family scenario. So that's my end of it. Brian, do you have any like similar? It's funny. I don't. I we, everybody, everybody in the immediate family, even the one circle out family is uh, no no vegetarians, vegans, or anything that would be like this would affect how we do a group function or a um, or a meal. You know, uh, I don't even. I'm trying to even think if like somebody's got a food allergy. I mean, there's some stuff that some family members don't like, but they just don't dip their spoon into that pot. You know, it's uh, yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think of how. I mean, I imagine we'd be pretty easy going about it. One year, my uh, grandmother for uh, Thanksgiving decided to do a bunch of individual Cornish game hens instead of instead of turkeys. Uh, not because of any sort of like, you know, well, let's, moral reason, moral reasons or anything. <laughs> we just want to save the turkeys and f those uh, Cornish game hens. But I guess it was she she got a great deal out of a Costco or something, so everybody got their own individual Cornish game hen. But um, but even that was like you know we kind of laughed about it and said, all right, you know, it's something different. Let's do it. But uh, Tina doesn't like like pumpkin pie. But what? Not, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anything pumpkin any she doesn't like anything pumpkin. is she a white american or she who? is <laughs> pumpkin she doesn't even she doesn't even do the pumpkin spice lattes right i mean like yeah nothing pumpkin okay. but uh we know but there are other people in the family who don't like pumpkin pie we just always have another pie and i guess that would be the way to do this right you know if you've got somebody who's vegan maybe you have a small turkey for the people oh no i guess because having the turkey out there would still be um would still be offensive to the vegan because that turkey still got killed and its carcass is still sitting on the table with their tofurkey or whatever. So, well, okay. And so I, I think you're hitting to the point I'm hoping to sort of discuss a little, which is yeah. the feeling that we have uh, about someone else's behavior or choice that we perceive as stepping on our toes or our tradition or We've all like, how dare you suddenly have all these opinions and judge me? I mean, so there's there's layers to this, and I think it's a bit of a Rorschach test for a family sometimes. Um, of you know, when someone has a, a, a conviction maybe they didn't have before. So he's he's describing this as she has a moral conviction about her diet choice now, and it could be environmental, it could be, you know, she loves animals. There's all sorts of reasons that are going on that are deeply held feelings and beliefs. And then you, you you push those up with people who don't haven't really thought about the food they're eating, maybe, mm -hmm. um, or they have, and they've just decided like, oh, bacon, I don't care, you know, whatever. <clears throat> and so when those two come together, it's like actually the the real fam family dynamic underneath it all has words and objects we can now use to play it out, if that makes sense. So now it's about food, um, and. Here's the thing. If you had two sisters, because am I getting it right? It's a sister and a sister. Yeah, sister and a, one sister or two sisters are vegan. There's a third sister who is not and is, is also real, super religious, which is super religious. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I think some of it is we have this blind spot for our own set of beliefs and convictions. Just like, well, I don't do that thing. And everyone should respect that. Um, and we don't quite translate that to someone else's experience because we have we have a hierarchy right so my religious convictions are more important than how you're going to eat like that's ridiculous when really i don't know you should study all world religions they all have dietary restrictions like it's part of a belief system right 
But if someone doesn't have a traditional belief system, they can then, to, to make sense of that, there's sort of this, I don't know, maybe it's criticism or looking down on or whatever. So I'm guessing these three sisters, we're having just a, an extra dynamic from underneath coming up about food. So that's potentially one thing happening. Because if those three sisters were just close and like they would just be happily accommodating each other's diet, right? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't mm -hmm. you just be like, oh, you're vegan? Cool. Like way to go. That's hard to do. And I'm glad you're sticking with what you believe. And yeah, I'm going to make a vegan whatever. And that person's going to say, now that I'm vegan, I recognize that I have work to do on how I'm feeling about everyone else's food and what they're doing because it's my conviction. And I, I need to respect some of the way they feel and what they think. And can I educate them? But can I accommodate as well? So there's like, yay, we're all sisters. But my guess is that's not simply what's happening. It's maybe more underneath that. But again, I mean, vegans are kind of known for, you know, the joke is that they're not very nice about how, <laughs> right? Because they've become convinced and, and then they proselyte, right? It becomes the way of like handling some of those feelings. So it really goes down to like, what's going on for somebody? And maybe they're new to their new found conviction. And how do they handle some of the nuances around that? And there's no better place to light it all, all on fire than a Thanksgiving or than a, than a table. great big family meal. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, totally. And I think you can extend this to other topics. Like someone joins a different religion than the family's, mm -hmm. you know, one or um, political differences, I think Easily are, political differences are yeah. the new yeah. version. So the new, so Scott's, you know, family is like stuck in, a different era, <laughs> but like I think the Kim's modern family, version, Kim's family, just putting that out there. It's not I know the modern version. Yeah. yeah, let's just throw Kim under the yeah. the modern version <laughs> of that. I think is is a little less about overt racism. I think there's always racism to some extent, but I think it's more about the political di division that has occurred. Yeah, there's um, a lot of that right now. I think, and that's... it was at one point religious. It mm -hmm. was like, oh, don't you dare marry a Catholic, you know? So we have. <laughs> We've, we've morphed over time. And I think, so, so what do we do with that? This like very deeply held belief somebody has, um, and it, an emerging belief, which means everyone's got to shift and let you change. Right. That's, that's the tricky part. That's hard in families to, to see somebody changing and accept that new version when it might be the best thing for them and it's growth and, you know, they go off and live their life and they're doing well, but then they come back in that family home and it's like, well, you're supposed to be what, like, I need you to be or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you can have this, this sort of really uh, conflicted thing where people just don't say what they think or what they think, feel or, you know, and then those who do probably feel like they have to fight about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Happy Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really, now that we've had this yeah. discussion, I really do want to hear how it went last year and this year for that matter for mm -hmm. them. Yeah, yeah. Please send us a. <laughs> they just know. had separate Thanksgivings this year after the uh, <laughs> fiasco last year. Yeah. The 2018. I, yeah. I'd, I'd seriously like to know because that's a, that's a, I don't know. There, there, there are mirror images to some of the stuff I talked about. Um, you know, we didn't we really get into how politics divides people at these sort of family things. We've talked about it before on the show, of course. But, um, you know, we, we in our particular case, there is one part of an extended family, uh, one person in particular, that really, really makes that hard every time. And we've had the we've had to have this question of like, all right, what do we do? Like, you know how with Oaknon, the way she used to be, we would be like, well... 
are we supposed to be mad at her or should this be funny? Like, what are we supposed to do? And in the end, I think we all just think she's kind of funny now. funny, yeah. So we've accepted that as, okay, she's quirky and strange. And if you're going to let that bug you, then you're just wasting your time. Just accept her for who she is and whatever. Um, that's a lot harder to do when somebody's, you know, calls people from the Middle East hajis and uh, talks about the you know, the, the, the former first lady was, a was either a gorilla or a man in the sky, you know, stuff like that. Like these are things that have come out of his mouth <laughs> at family oh events. My I know. And if I, I'll tell you off air who it is, but, um, as a result, I don't need to know as a, as a result, <laughs> it, well, it's nobody you'll ever have to deal with. Cause it's, again, it's way on Kim's extended side, but, um, I don't know, Kim, well, whatever, I'll, 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 Kim, the modern Sones family, Kim and all her sisters and her brothers, they're all great great people it's just reformed. just a little beyond yeah they're reformed but just a little beyond that over there a little bit yeah. of a little bit of stuff going on but anyway the point is those are that's much harder to go oh that's just him he's funny you know like you can't do it so yeah. we've had it we've struggled with that like what do you do and in my case uh one of these times something like that got said and i went all right and i stood up and i walked out of the room <laughs> and it was it's that or fight you know and I don't right, want to fight, right. and I don't want. I mean, wanna... you've done the thing where you try and like you you inject some sort of comedic response to kind of defuse the situation. Yes, I will try to do that, especially with her mom, because mm-hmm. I can do that and get away with it. Um, right. Because she'll, you know, she's mostly a deflector. She'll say things like, "Um, oh, I remember what it was. We were making some for for those that don't know. My wife comes from a, a pretty staunch LDS background uh, in Mississippi." Which adds to the staunchness. And one time, Wendy, yeah, Wendy will love this story. So one night we're at a barbecue, and Kim's mom said, so "I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Shoot, I can't remember how this went, but I made some crack that flew in the face of this weird assumption she had. And instead of addressing it, she looked at the sky and said, "Isn't the moon lovely tonight?" Like she, as if we weren't having a conversation about the other thing just before right. that. Right. So she does a lot of that, and it's fine. So I don't. So I feel a lot more brave with her. Not brave, but I feel a lot more like I can just sort of say something, make a joke out of it, like Brian said, and get away with it. Yeah. With this yeah. other person, this particular person is a little militant and angry, ready to rumble, and ready to rumble, and yeah, and it, and it's hateful and mean, and it's really a problem for me. So we. We talked about Knives Out, that movie. Mm-hmm. Do you can I talk about it or are people like? No, let's talk about Knives Out. Knives Out is great. Well, it depends. Are you going to give a spoiler? <laughs> well, I feel like there should be a I don't know spoiler. Well, I, this isn't a spoiler because about the plot or anything. It's they at one point are all sitting around talking about mm-hmm. politics, yeah, and it great. is such a great represent representation of a very typical family where everyone's kind of agreeing then disagreeing and then there's always the one person in this and and everyone sort of talking about it over each other it's just like whoa they put on tv a thing that i am hearing from so many people is happening in their lives yeah not only that if it felt like a very this wasn't it wasn't um made up it felt very real because of the the kind of like you said people are agreeing some are disagreeing some are only agreeing because he said it and then the one guy's trying to bolster his argument by one guy, I mean Don Johnson. And he calls Very funny. he calls her over, and now we've got a token 
a, a token immigrant, immigrant to yeah. talk about, but he does it in a way that he doesn't even realize he's doing it. And then that's part of the problem because people don't know they're doing this, but they're right. doing and then it. The, the liberal white sister-in-law who's like totally going to be say the right hippie can, you know, things, whatever is just doing the, I'm a rich white lady pandering thing. <laughs> like it's, a, right. it's astounding. Yeah. It's astounding how well they pulled that off. Anyway, so people go watch that. Um, but I do think that is an, an example of like the thing that kind of happens. And I think this happens with this vegan story and um, the Christian woman who, you know, like, can, can we get into each other's shoes? So the emailer said something interesting. He said, you know, here's this analogy I could give her or I will give her of like, what if we started worshiping the devil in the middle of your dinner? Right. Mm -hmm. Like to take a second mm -hmm. and just try to imagine what things would feel like for you mm -hmm. or, you know, for someone else, like trying to understand using your own contextual clues, like, Oh, I'm religious. I say a prayer. How would I feel if someone da da da? Mm -hmm. Um, because my conviction is this and I'm with family. I'm supposed to be safe, but I wouldn't be allowed to say a prayer over the food um, because they're chanting devil songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, to then me, to me, it's how simple. would I feel? To me, it's simple. Right? If you, so, Oh man. Tapping into empathy, right? Yeah, it is that, right? And it and it's and it's letting that empathy override a, a maybe another thing you thought you were convicted about. So for example, if maybe this is just, you know, we always talk about dad, the gospel of dad, right? The gospel of Blaine, but um I think some of these ideas came from him, but if he if he's in a, at a place where uh or or and I and I do this too. I don't know why I do it. I just do it naturally. But if I'm in a place where somebody wants to pray, or do it in their own way, or it's different than what I'm used to, or, or let's just say somebody wanted to say something at dinner that was just condemning of all religion, as, as an example. I'm in their house, I'm in their presence, I'm doing, you know, I'm kind of on somebody else's dime, I'm not going to make a huge stink about it. Exactly. And it's not because yeah. I don't think it's not important, or that, you know, like, for example, someone in the chat earlier says, I don't know how you even go around that person that said those things, I would just never be there again. It's not that simple. It's not mm -hmm. that black and white. Um, no pun intended with the racist. <laughs> Sorry, <right>. Good choice of <laughs> words. But it's not that black and white because because yeah. the person that they're married to, we love dearly and yeah. don't don't get that you from that person. Both of them for the comments right. by the other. Right. Yeah. We have kids that we are or they have kids that we are a bit of a village for. Mm -hmm. And we want to be good influences in their lives. It's just not that simple. I mean, it's easy to say it when you're not there, but it's not that simple. So my take on that sort of thing is to try to understand where other people are coming from. And even if ultimately there's no way I can find any agreement with them, I'm just going to get up and go, all right, and walk in the other room and watch football with everybody else. That's what I'm going to do. Right. And anything beyond that is maybe if you, if you think you can have a discussion, great, have a discussion, but maybe do it with each other off to the side where you're not involving a whole room where you're not creating a whole thing. Like there's just, there's no, I don't think there's any simple answer to this, but it never hurts to try the empathy thing first and try to understand where people are coming from ever. Well, like I can't think of a scenario where that doesn't work. It always right. works. Well, well, and take, take what I have to do with couples. So I did this the other day with a, a couple who, um, they have very, very different religious convictions and, it has changed for one of them and the other one, it has stayed the same. And so now they're very different. And so, you know, they feel betrayed and the other one's just like, you don't get me, da, da, da. And so where I have to start with them 
is, I mean, empathy does not, empathy can be a natural sort of response if that kind of is your natural set point. But for the vast majority of us, empathy is there, but it has to be accessed, if that makes sense. It's not the first thing coming out of our mouth when someone's bad mouthing the Vikings to the, you know, the Packers fan or whatever, you know, like this happens in every way, all of our team, you know, tribalist things we do, but you, you do have to access it. And that's why the internet's so dodgy because there is no eye contact, right? So eye contact's part of empathy. Um, also listening, actually hearing. And that's the other part with written words, like in Twitter is you, you're misunderstanding the, the feeling sarcasm isn't quite portrayed, you know, all of those things we're not attuned to. So you have to turn your empathy on. And this is what I have this couple do. And I should make you guys do it sometime. It'd be funny. Mm. Anyway, uh, the two of you to learn how to communicate. And, and I, I have them start from scratch with communication. So I give them pieces of paper. One person has the floor, the other one has to shut up and they have to follow a certain formula. I stop them all the time. I, I steer them back onto Make sure you're only talking about how you feel, no blaming, no other things. So one person gets to say how they feel and what they're thinking, what they're going through. And it's going to happen without blaming. And that's new for a lot of people sometimes. Mm -hmm. So once that happens, then we hand the floor to the other person. And the person doesn't say what they want to say. The person repeats back. So mm -hmm. we call it reflective listening. Um, and to really do it is painstaking because you have to stop your brain from coming up with the answer, mm -hmm. from processing too quickly, and to really, really listen. So I make them do this. Yeah. yeah, and they love hate it because it changes everything in their relationship if they do it. If they, but it is really strenuous because your brain is going, but da 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 da. Mm -hmm. Instead, you have mm -hmm. to stop it and go, wait, what are they? Here's what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then you check, and then the person goes, yeah, I don't think you got it. So they get to talk for another minute. Until that person feels heard, we do not switch papers. Mm. So mm. guess who gets to decide if they feel heard? The person who's talking. Mm. <laughs> not the person who claims sure. they, they've heard, right? Yes, right. Here's what you then, said. I got it right. Move yeah, on. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> and now my point, you know. And so then we switch. And it's like slow motion arguing that is almost sleepy. Like they're like, huh, I don't feel all the pain and the fury and the outrage and the because I've slowed this down and I really know what they're saying. And then when I say something, I'm saying something different than I would have because I was jumping to a conclusion before. Mm -hmm. So it's really powerful, but I don't think the average, you know, great uncle and whatever at a Thanksgiving dinner are going to be doing this. But to think in terms of, you know, do you, do you really listening to someone's concern when they're saying something crazy that you're just like, that doesn't make any sense. How could you believe that? How, you know, there's a discount of you believe this thing because no one would believe this is a good idea. Right. So I automatically think I already get you. And now I'm just going to say my point mm -hmm. versus, no, really help me understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Usually there's underlying psychological reasons for why we are coming from where we are coming from, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, makes me. By the way, you, that that reminded me. Uh, you have Netflix, right, Wendy? Yes. Mm -hmm. There's a movie that I recommended yesterday on the show called Marriage Story. That I think I'd love to get your take on it if you if you've I've watched it. I've heard of it. it. Mm -hmm. I've heard but of it. And I, the beginning ahead. of the movie is just like what you're describing, with the um, talking and the other person having to listen and 
yeah. um, and repeat back. That's and it. the marriage blows up. So yeah, marriage is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a mess. Brian, Here's the thing, Brian. If I will only watch that if you guys promise that it's like homework assigned to me to do for a show, because uh, I will. I'll not watch it otherwise. Oh, really? I don't, you know, um, what is the? It's the New York Times column, Modern Love. They have episodes for Modern Love. They've made into TV series. Have mm -hmm. you heard of this? I mm -hmm. have heard of it. No. I've not seen it. Okay, yeah. so I have had friends who have amazing marriages, been married a long time, super happy. Said the first time they have wondered if really everything is okay is after watching one of those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this because is because it's yeah, it's an advice column on the New York Times of like modern marriage questions or relationship sure, questions and then sure. they've made them into movies mm. and they are so well done apparently and i'm going to tell you right now i don't need to watch one act it out this is what i do for a living so sure, if you want to make sure. an assignment i i do homework so. that's interesting I, I, this is consistent with wendy's whole thing with like i'm not going to watch people jump off the twin towers i'm not going to watch right. the news tonight because i know exactly what it's going to be or i'm not going to see a movie where you know i'm purposely subjecting myself to a thing i don't want to see it's it, this is a bit like that. So should we make it, it homework or not? <laughs> well, Jeez, ask the, ask the tadpole if they if they I want mean, to you've hear given us so much homework. I feel like it, we, <laughs> we I want to do it just for that reason alone. Okay, uh, <laughs> okay, I'll do it. But no, I'll do it. A, you know what? It's a very entertaining movie, and I uh, um, I just think you'd enjoy it from that perspective. But I don't know how much. Your your counseling is almost all one on one, or your therapy is one on one. Very little is is marriage counseling, correct? Well, it used to be mo like fifty fifty, so it's a little oh, less really? okay. now, okay. but it kind of depends on the time of year. <laughs> I wonder if you get PTSD from this. That'd be interesting. <laughs> I'd be really curious about it. We're talking about you know this thing's got like an all star cast, like multiple, multiple yeah. golden and the most Golden Globe nominations this year, like probably an Oscar contender for the top spot. Like it's a it's a good movie. I haven't seen it, yet, so I got to watch it too, but. And without homework, you guys, I swear I would never see it. It would win all these awards, and I'd just be like, well, I missed that one. It's it's a strange behavior, but part of it is if stuff is just too real. Mm -hmm. Sure. What's even worse is if they did it badly. Like, um, I don't know, like the therapy was really bad or the, I don't know. And, and I'm sure that's not what's happening. But, yeah, I'll give it a shot because you're right. I have absolutely given you guys so much homework and all the listeners <laughs> and i have fair. done <laughs> nothing so i get at least spend an hour and a half watching yeah. an award-winning movie are you are you watching the mandalorian with the kids tell me you're watching we haven't that. started it because no one has any time but that's what we're gonna just do binge it binge it when it's done it's almost done you binge the thing yeah. they're the episodes are like 38 minutes a piece they're not oh long. really they're short they're quick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and it's are they is wonderful. it good is that baby yoda the whole time because that thing's so cute it's oh so good it's really good and actually i kind of envy people who get to just binge because i would love to just binge this i hate that i have to wait every week because it's that good. It's like Star Wars. Mm -hmm. It's everything I wanted from Star Wars when I was a kid that they haven't really given me until now. It's really, really Ooh, great. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, you'll love it. Uh, all I know is every meme has that baby. And I, I mm -hmm. look at pictures of dogs. I've gotten lots of amazing advice. Thank you to the vet who wrote to me. Oh, my gosh. That was so helpful. Mm -hmm. A bunch of you have sent really helpful information now that my email works. Um, and I look at pictures of dogs. And then I see Baby Yoda and I'm like, but the dogs aren't as cute as Baby Yoda. <laughs> so it's problematic. I need to just get a dog and then watch The Mandalorian. That's yeah. what I'll do. Well, there you go. Uh, Wendy Dunford, everybody. My sister and 
a qualified therapist. Uh, don't forget, uh, you you can send emails to her and they'll get to her now, right? Is yeah, that the deal? I can okay. actually, sorry, everybody. Yeah, ther- <laughs> Wendy with an I at therapythursdays.com. Ther- therapythursdays in the plural.com and uh, Therapy Thursdays on Twitter, although you're not on there very much, but still it's there, so you can check that. And you can also find her on Instagram over at Wendy Dunford. Wendy, have a fantastic week and we'll see you. We'll see you next week, right? Yeah. 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 All right. We'll Should we do soon. the movie? Should we talk about Marriage Story next week? Yes. Oh, we could. There Let's we go. do it. That'll give me an excuse to watch it. It's on Netflix. It's an original. You can't miss it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk next week about it. That's a great okay. idea. All right. See you later. Bye. Thanks. Bye now. Bye. All right. Cool. You should hear what we were going to talk about today. I talked her down from it. Though. It was going to be me, wasn't it? Yeah, it's all going to be about Brian. How are we going to fix Brian? He's just yeah, such a problem. One of these times it's going to be an intervention here on the show. I know it is. I don't know what it's going to be for. Brian, yeah. uh, you don't need another 3D printer. <laughs> you don't need another VR headset, Brian. Right. Don't do it. Um, all right. That's it for today's show. Any uh, ANTP going is on? We haven't had a chance to really mention that this week. Is there anything going on? I know yeah. we're leading up to the finals. I didn't know if you wanted to. We are. Yes. Uh, today on the feed, it's going to be the uh, next to last. It's going to be the judging and elimination for the next to last challenge, which was the solo interview challenge. Both of the... Um, uh, the solo, I'm sorry, all three of the solo interviews have been put on the feed. So you'll hear the solo interviews from uh, Kristen, David, and Bobby. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, maybe that's a spoiler if people aren't that far. But uh, um, anyway, uh, you will you can hear all three of those and then find out who gets voted off um, on the show today. Nice. The this is a big yeah. one. Big one, big one. It is a big one. I mean, you know, they just get bigger and bigger until yeah. the biggest. Until the very biggest. And then they're so big, you could say it was embiggened. But don't, because we don't like saying that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, that's going to do it for the show. Thank you all for being here. Hey, big reminder, uh, the show is uh, produced by you because you help us out over at patreon.com slash TMS. Continue to do that. That'd be wonderful. Also, the morning stream at gmail.com for our emails. Get those coming to us. If you're looking for everything else, it's all at frogpants.com slash TMS. You'll find other shows there as well. All kinds of cool stuff. So spend some time clicking around frogpants.com. Why not? All right, Brian, uh, song to take us out, please. Sure. How about this one from Glenn? Says, hi there, fellas. I have a short request for a very special lady on her birthday. To Gabby, I love you. I cherish you. I always want to be there for you. You are my sword. I will be your armor. Oh, lovely Whoa. sentiment right Yeah, there. that's nice. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful holiday season. Uh, signed, Glenn. Uh, very sweet. And uh, their, their anniversary, her birthday is tomorrow, but we've got a bunch of things for... Like I had a bunch of things that were all on the 13th and I've been doing them in order that they came in um, backwards so that the person who requested something specifically for tomorrow, the earliest, gets it on that date and then we just move backwards from there, if that makes sense. Yes, totally. I am totally going to butcher the name of this artist, but um, the request is uh, Someone to Watch Over Me by, I think it's pronounced Que de Pirate. I think it's C O. E-U-R. It's a Canadian performer, but it's it's a French word, code a pirate. Mm. Um, it could be curd a pirate or code a pirate. Anyway, uh, or pure, maybe I'm even pronouncing <laughs> it might be puret, pura, puree wrong. Somebody's going to put a purel. No, yeah, no. purel, exactly. Yeah. Somebody's going to put the correct pronunciation in the chat room. Yes. We count Cour? them for Is this. it? No, really? You pr- it's French, but you pronounce the R? Cure. Really? Put in the link there. Uh, it's always anyway, not pronounced the R in French words, is it? They're uh, core. Anyway, yeah. there is a um, a French Canadian TV show called Trauma. It's basically the ER of 
of Canada. And their soundtrack albums have almost all been cover albums, really good cover albums. Um, really, really good stuff, too. Uh, Coeur de Pirate, <laughs> I'm going to pronounce it like that, uh, was the featured artist on one of these and did all of the songs for it, including this cover of Someone to Watch Over Me um, for, for the TV show. Here is, that's it right there, Someone to Watch Over Me by Coeur de, Coeur de, Coeur de Pirate. <laughs> See you guys tomorrow for TMS PM at 3.30 Mountain Time. Bye. Somebody I'm longing to see I hope that he turns out to be Someone who walked over me of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I peed on a girl. Ew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>